The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, we're back from the hinterlands just down the street. We were at we were at Bell's last week, and we're back up on the hill here at uh, High Woods in uh, Studio B. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. I'm Mike Rayley. Our brother Rufus is over there. Yeah, here with the red mic. Just as red as it can be. I got the pink. And he's got uh, the pink one. Johnny Coley is extension agent uh, for horticulture in Granville and Person Counties, and he's got the the pink windscreen. Yeah, I don't have one, but uh, so I'll pop throughout the show, I guess. Oh my! And well, he's brought us. Some nobody cares about that anyway. Wonderful kiwi. I, I said kiwi. kiwi. Paw paw. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny so brought good. some paw paws. We we brought the paw paw patch. <laughs> With us today, yeah. and I it yeah, was, and the pop up It was delightful last last summer. I we didn't do anything this summer, uh, but uh, went out to eat last summer up in in Oxford, and uh, Johnny set me up with some pawpaws. Took those home, and it my whole car smelled like pawpaws coming back, and it's kind of a banana smell. That's the closest I can get to it, but yeah. I I. Uh, I don't know. There, there may be other fruits. Have you ever heard of somebody saying, "Well, this smells like something other than"? I, people say they taste like bananas or yeah. mango or a cross between the two. I, I think they taste like pawpaws, but um, yeah, they yeah, I think they very are pretty distinct. distinct. They are yeah. distinct, and it's a great. And then we uh, we let them let them sit out uh, a little while and uh, cut them open and just kind of took a spoon and ate out of them. We yeah. didn't make a anything out of you can make bread yeah you can make breads like make pawpaw bread um just like banana nut bread just replace the banana with the pawpaw yeah i know what i'm talking about pawpaw ice cream pawpaw ice cream yeah would well, yeah. that be good i was talking to a guy um he, yeah he, i would involved with the person county farmer's market and several, several years ago they made different um flavors of ice cream for the farmer's markets of a uh, um grand opening or something for that and they Said they made like sixteen different varieties, and the Paul Paul uh, variety that that particular ice cream won hands down for the for the favorite uh, for everybody. So I've never had Paul Paul ice cream. I've had Paul Paul on ice cream, but um on vanilla ice cream, but I never have had uh, Paul Paul ice cream. So that's 
hopefully something I can uh, I can put together here. You can find recipes right. online uh, for for pawpaw different things. Are they hard to grow? Uh, they're they're not. Uh, these were taken from a plot up in northern Granville County. Um, uh, the extension agent before myself in Granville and Person County, Carl Manalupi, <coughs> who's uh, passed away now, but he's he planted these in 2007. Um, they're they're understory trees, so they're they actually they're native to all 100 counties in North Carolina, and um, but they grow natively as an understory tree, usually around creek banks or uh, near creek banks, sort of rich deep rich soils but these are planted out in full sun um and they they've done well if you plant them in full sun you want to uh, shade them the first couple of summers uh just for to, to keep that sun off of them uh, the the leaves are pretty big and if they if the fruit is exposed to the sun they will have some sunburn on them uh, they'll, they'll sort of sun, sun what scorch. kind of a bloom do they have johnny it's a maroon colored bloom and they'll bloom in um March they bloom pretty early, uh, so they can be susceptible to a late freeze. But um, they're pollinated by flies and a particular beetle, a nocturnal beetle. So th- that's the that's a major mm. issue with them is pollination. Um, they can have some pollination issues. Uh, this year, I would say probably the largest fruit um, crop we've had since I've been taking data. Uh, is lots of different lots of fruit on, on most all the trees this year so um the the maroon colored flower attracts the flies uh that, that's the color that the flies are attracted to and also the smell of the flower is something that would be attracted to flies so <laughs> they uh take that for what it's so I, what is this, the flower smell i mean does it have a nice fragrance i have not uh, smelled of it but but it being but flies being attracted to it i can't imagine it being a very good smell yeah um, because usually flies aren't attracted to things that smell very well right they um they are uh, pollinated by that and flies are not the best pollinators in the world i mean mm-hmm. they do pollinate but they're not the the best and another issue is if you have you need at least two different varieties um the the flower the the female flower part is is receptive to the pollen before the pollen is is released from the male flower part, so um, you, you need a couple of different varieties to overcome that. Right. Um, so you, uh, there's four different varieties in this particular plot uh, up in northern Granville County. We've got uh, Allegheny, uh, Potomac, Shenandoah, and Susquehanna, uh, which are all Neil Peterson varieties. Neil Peterson um, did some hybridization and did some some uh, pawpaw work, and I. I I've never met uh, Neil Peterson, but um, I think he's still doing a little bit of work in the pawpaw. Kentucky State University has done a lot of lot of research with pawpaws, but um, the varieties I've got are Neil, Neil Peterson varieties. So they were they were budded um, or grafted in uh, 2006, planted in 2007, and we've been taking data since 2012. They started, um, I think, the first harvest was 2012 uh, for these. So they're you know they're they're doing well. I've lost um, out of the 24 original trees. I think there's 18 left, so we lost about six trees um, altogether. Some of those have started coming up from the uh, rootstock, um, and thinking about going back in and budding or grafting onto them. The so varieties, why did you lose them? To uh, attrition, they just—I don't know. They're not really a long-lived know. tree. Yeah, yeah. they just. Um, you know, some of them are doing very well, but some of them have struggled. There's no irrigation on the site, so I haven't really yeah. irrigated 
Um, so I don't really know if it was a, a root issue or, or what. Again, they're they're an understory tree, so they can struggle a little bit in, in the full sun area. I've got two planted at the house, and uh, they, they get sun pretty much all day. They get shaded probably 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, I did shade them that first couple of years, uh, but have, have left the shade off of them for the last couple of years. And uh, they, they're they they're doing okay. I uh, haven't started producing fruit yet, but they're, you know, the the setting of the fruit is um is is a difficult thing and the um the longevity of the fruit once they're actually uh, harvested you, you need to to be careful with the post harvest physiology of it because they if you get them in the refrigerator they'll last you know um a couple of weeks if they're ripe if they're just before being ripe they may last a little longer than that but they um they they don't last they don't have a long shelf life so like a fig you like a fig yeah yeah figs are about the same um i would say the pawpaw probably has a longer shelf life than the than the fig um because the figs will you have to pick the figs right and they have to be right when you plant them when you pick them the um pawpaw uh you can pick it you just have to be careful you want it to be a little soft when you pick it um i did notice this year uh the first time i went up to harvest a lot of the fruit had dropped that had not um ripened yet and if it's if it's real hard it has if it's real green when you when you pick it it does not tend to to ripen it'll it'll just sit there uh, but if it's a little bit soft when you pick it uh you can get some you can get a pretty good shelf life off of them i've i've taken the pulp out and froze it um does a good job as far as freezing it and um they've actually frozen the whole fruit and then thawed it out and and eating it it's it's good i think it sort of has sort of a smoky taste if you freeze the whole fruit and it sits in the freezer for you know two or three months you take it out and, and thaw it it has only thing i can describe is a smoky taste it's just a different taste and i think the the resins or, or the um something from the the peeling maybe gets into the flesh or something i, I don't i don't know exactly what causes that that smoky taste but um a little different flavor uh, when you put them in the freezer and throw them back out, but uh, I've made paw paw pancakes with them. That's uh, probably uh, my favorite, probably th- that I have actually made is the paw paw uh, pancakes. That is that's good. I think I mentioned in an earlier show that there was an article in the Our State magazine about yeah. quite a paw paw operation up in the near Elk Park, yeah, North Carolina, yeah, yeah, in uh, Watauga and Avery County. That's you mentioned a, that smoke taste. Don't let my wife hear that. She'll say, okay, you substitute that for that doggone nasty smoky cigar. <laughs> cigar. You she calls it my poison stick. <laughs> I guess she's and right. You got one You got one in your pocket that uh, looks like a prop for the Three Stooges. It's well, so it's big. A, it's about as big as a telephone pole. <laughs> but I cut that baby in half. And, and our friend uh, Joe the Bouncer, he's, he's a cigar man. Uh, and when he sees me cut one or two, he just starts gagging. He says, you are ruining a good cigar. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just cutting in half to have a little next for time. A rainy, for yeah, a rainy day. Which I hope will be today. Well, Although you know, I, I'm going to the uh, Appalachian State Carolina game oh, come rain or shine. Yeah. And but the, our first problem is that she, is the placement of your cigar out there in case it rains. It's it, just a goner if that's the case. So d- you didn't put we'll, it under shelter. No, we'll give that up to the. To well, the that's elements. a shame. You just started on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I sort of lost my mind on that. 
Well, we can go down and move I, it if you want to. We can sacrifice it if it would make us make us get some rain. Oh yeah, I do it. <laughs> cigar dance. Yeah, well, at any rate, uh, pawpaws uh, should should be in the diet of everyone. It Everybody's is, ought to try They're very one. nutritious. They're very high in vitamin A, vitamin C. Um, they're they can they compare very well to a banana as far as nutritional value. Um, so they're they're very very nutritious. Uh, they, you know, they're they're an up and coming fruit. Uh, we hope. I, I, you know, just been taking the research for several years, and they can vary. Uh, you can see the fruit that I brought in here today. They can vary from a pound uh, fruit down to just maybe four or five ounces uh, per size of the fruit. So it's uh, they they vary quite a bit. This there's one particular tree that I, uh, it's Allegheny. It's it's plot 101 that's got. Uh, Last year had 247 fruit off that one tree. Wow. But they were not very big. You know, they uh, were very big fruit. Uh, and then we have Susquehanna that uh, that have large fruit. But, you know, if you get uh, 15 or 20 off of them, you're you're doing pretty good. But they are. Uh, I'll have to ask my wife's relatives in Allegheny County if, there are any, if they have any pawpaws on their property. They have some great uh, crab apples. Yeah. Yeah. Another fruit. So Neil Peterson names his varieties after Native American rivers. Uh, so we have the Allegheny, Potomac, Shenandoah, uh, Wabash is another yeah. variety. Uh-huh. Ola, Olalese, I believe, is one that he's named. Okay. Uh, so they're Native American rivers. Well, I am so them. glad you brought some this morning. Now, uh, do we? Uh, you told me last time, and I guess that's why we left them out for a while. Now, what what should we do with these as we we take them home? Well, it, and it depends on the ripeness. Um, if I assume that you brought brought some to us. I'm <laughs> yeah, assuming yeah. a lot, aren't I? I, I mean, well, I've, uh, Johnny yeah. might want to take these well, back. I've home. been asking everybody for the last two weeks if they want pawpaws. <laughs> okay, and, uh, I, I was talking to the superintendent of, the, of Granville County Public Schools uh, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, the day before, and. Um, <clears throat> His his father is very interested in them, and um, I I mentioned that I had some more. If he wanted wanted some, I said I don't want to be a pawpaw pusher. But right, uh, anyway, right. Um, you don't want to get pulled in by the law in Oxford for to be a pawpaw for doing be that. Pawpaw pusher, but uh, but this time of the year they they are coming in pretty hot and heavy, and we've um, like I said, it's a good a good crop this year. So we've we've had several um, several people try them. Some people don't like them. You know, some people just you know they they uh, they just they, don't have a flavor don't have a taste for them but um i i've been having one for breakfast for the last couple of weeks now how how does one have one for breakfast besides the the uh how do you incorporate that into a breakfast beside the the pancakes well i just eat it uh just just cut it open the long way and uh, eat half of it just scoop it out of the of the peeling they have seeds the seeds are they're dark seeds but they're about the size of a, of a big pumpkin seed or or uh, maybe a little bit larger, but hard, very, very hard, have a very hard seed coat. Um, and in order to propagate them, you actually have to go through a stratification of putting them in the free, a refrigerator for uh, a few, uh, two to three months in order to break that stratification. But the, um, I just scoop them, I just cut them the long way. Uh, I usually like them chilled. I like them when they're cool, when they're, they've been in the refrigerator at least overnight. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you just you just get a spoon and and just use the peeling as a bowl and just sort of scoop it scoop yeah. it out. Well, I'm I'm going to I, I eat my oatmeal with bananas, and I'm now going to in the morning rather than have a omelet, I'm going to take that pawpaw and incorporate it into a 
oatmeal. There you go. By the way, the, it doesn't take Joe the bouncer long. Here's his text message. I heard that. No cutting that cigar. <laughs> the miracles of modern radio. I know. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, I yeah. hope Joe the bouncer and Mrs. Bouncer are doing well. I hope they are, too. They're great, they're great gardeners. and. He, uh, Everything's looking kind of rough right now, I'll yeah, tell you, in, yeah, in the yeah. landscape. It's yeah, just yeah. been so dry. How are things looking uh, for you, Rufus? Uh, well, yours, I, I, you've got so many I, plants. I have. I've tried to, over the years, make it so that the things that are far from the house where you don't have easy watering to see if they live, I've found that uh, your, your hydrangeas that are like uh, the, the bush type way on up there, uh, hydrangea PG and all those, they seem to survive a lot better than the other other kinds of smaller. They love sun and the limelight uh, that that survives well. Yeah, uh, even though it it says do a little bit of shade in it. Of course, uh, uh, more and more I'm I'm doing uh, cut leaf maples, uh, miniatures. Yeah. Uh, I I'm trying my best to make sure that as I get older I don't have that much to water, even though I do have a outdoor watering system but i found something too that is amazing to me if you is maybe water it once a week is uh sun sun uh sun patient uh, the impatience yeah uh they will last now the pots you know if you've got things in pots like i do you better you water them every day it. or every, at least it. every other day yeah and yeah. that little dusting we got last night won't count so it's going to be a uh, in the morning watering for everything unless it comes real good right now uh the what's blooming real ferociously now are my mexican sunflowers i okay. I, I love those things what's that technical name for them johnny to, to uh something but just mexican sunflower yeah i don't know if they, and they they are great else. pollinators uh, butterflies love them uh easy to grow if you if you have a seed within an inch of the ground yeah, some people think they're invasive, but they're very pretty. Yeah. I think it yeah. depends on the yeah. setting. If they're just sitting out in the open, they don't look look as well as if they're kind of uh, in the background. Yeah, I'm maybe. mixed in with greenery. And yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Or a wall got, or got something. The, I'm, I'm, I've got two roofless tomatoes that Gerald gave me that are about the size of a golf ball. I'm sort of urging them on and saying supplications that they'll be all right and <laughs> try again. So uh, – I always am glad to hear from other people that tried them, and I've heard from a few people that they had better luck than I did. Mine, I just didn't have that much luck with mine. Uh, not that Gerald didn't try hard, uh, but other people have said that a nice little pink uh, tomato with pink inside. I, I know mine I described one time as being pinkish on the outside and then green stripes inside, but the the, the flavor was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and you you had one you didn't think you had one but you well had, it's it's you had it's orange more, I mean pure, it's a pretty standard orange yeah. Yeah. it wasn't large but they were good yeah yeah was good. so is that the swamp sunflower or the Mexican sunflower I was thinking Me- Mexican Mexican, Mexican, Mexican sunflower, sunflower. Yeah. now you talk about invasive swamp that sunflower. doggone swamp <laughs> sunflower woo is yeah. it invasive but yeah. it's pretty yeah oh yeah and, they're beautiful it comes at a they're magnificent beautiful. time but what I do on that one Johnny when it gets up about about two and a half feet tall, I whack it because it will grow, as you know, a good eight to ten feet yeah. tall and yeah. lap over, fall over, and yeah. do this and that. But if you catch it and cut it about halfway up, 
Yeah. Then it'll come up to a, a size that won't fall over. Yeah, yeah. You can cut them back as long as you do it early. You don't want to do it now, of course, because they're no. fixing the bloom. But you they don't have um, time. yeah, yeah. But somebody I asked think me the other day. They said, "Is it too late?" First to of July or so. Prune a, a rose bush. I said, "No, I've had roses bloom up up until Christmas time. If mm-hmm. you got, I want to go ahead and prune it back one more time. It'd be fine." The only rose yeah. I have is is that tequila sunrise that gets so large and is so reliable. Yeah, what a great and what it's so beautiful. The blooms are so beautiful. If yeah. it just had a little more fragrance, it'd be yeah. everything. But you can't you can't have everything. <laughs> well, I guess. well, you know, I hear a lot of people like me that when when the knockout craze came through, I planted mostly knockouts. Yeah, and it's not that they've I haven't had any Rosetta yet. Well, now this sounds horrible. I'm, I'm sort of tired of, of of the knockouts, and I'd be interested in knowing from somebody who's had knock, knockouts, and if they've tried something else, because I've tried every kind of rose in the world. I don't want a kind of rose you've got to dust every week. Yeah. Uh, don't want one that won't be taken care of by Bayer's three-in-one rose care. And if anybody's got any ideas about, I I might even do a sacrilegious thing and dig up and throw away a couple knockouts <laughs> well what what kind of look are you i mean yeah. i mean there's a that's a bush type right so well, you that, that's you, what i'm I, I don't want a tall one i want about a three to four footer uh and I, phil I, phil hasn't had anything to well i'm i'm sure that because uh, i got something some from her i can't think of the name of it that was very similar and it hadn't gotten very big so far yeah, yeah there are some and some but more, it, it has some of the attributes of the spread, sunrise spread more I, i'm thinking i've got the, the the drift rose uh drift rose I, I like those yeah and the old-fashioned uh shrub rose i have a couple of those you i've never had to do a thing with them either well why don't you just try some other type of plant just get rid of those those roses and that you don't like and try some i think that's what mark wetherington would tell you oh, I, yeah i'm thinking of mark you yeah, yeah. Just, just if you know, if you get tired of something, plant something else. You run out of space. What a hard get rid of to, something. Yeah, what a hard yeah. thing to do. To yeah, yeah, it is. It digging is. up those roses I, and I understand his philosophy though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he he works in a in a laboratory. That's basically what yeah. the arboretum is, and so he's they're they're having to try different things all the time and. Yeah, moving on. We tend to plant a plant and think it's got to stay in that spot. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we we do enjoy. There are some that we really enjoy. Look forward to them blooming yeah. every year. Look forward well, to I'm the such fragrance. A nut, such a nut about uh, tall flocks. Maybe I'll just do another flocks bed. I I think that Tony Avent would tell you that you you shouldn't plant so many of the same thing. Yeah, you need diversity too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that stand with you? I'm not, sta- <laughs> I'm, I'm not standing on those promises. <laughs> well, I've, and, I've just I've just quoted basically uh, quoted two of the greatest gardeners in the state. Absolutely. So I've, if I've, you can't take their advice, whose can you take? Both of them. Well, we'll take we'll take Jason's advice and take a break. How's that? Yeah, we'll do that. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
We're back on WPTF at 837, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. There's thunder over high woods. Uh, we're getting a little rain right now, and I hope you are. We certainly need it. Uh, Rufus Edmonston, the former Secretary of State and Attorney General and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina is with us, and uh, also Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in Person and Granville Counties on the Weekend Gardener. And Skip from Raleigh is with us. Skip, how's everything with you and at your church? You know, things are good. It's, it's not been a fabulous gardening year. We're probably a ton behind um, uh, produce. Uh, just It's just not been a great year. Yeah, it's been very hot. I know last yeah. year you all had a lot of critter problems. You Didn't know, you? Um, I, I hate fences, but I had to cave in and, and fence my plot, Just and, and everybody pretty much has, because otherwise uh, we've got a rabbit crop that's right. just uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah so, so, uh, well, so is, is it the heat this year, or what? I'm not sure. I, I, my wife's really the garden queen, and, and we don't really know for sure. Even the tomato crop has been good, but not great, and uh, so... Um, and then um, there's just what happens with people. You know, you're enthusiastic at the start, and then I'm not sure people were all uh, all in in terms of giving attention to their plots. So that may be a part of it as well. Yeah. That he just certainly just deterred people. Yeah. Johnny, yeah, or Rufus, well, Skip, uh, you mentioned the rabbits. I don't care what it is, whatever kind of vegetable I have, whatever kind of plant I have. Whether it be birds, squirrels, or whatever, my wife's response is always, "Well, they got to eat too." Well, and, and you know, that, that just doesn't true. go with and, me. They don't have to eat my, my stuff. Wife, my wife uh, loves them, and so uh, we actually had a a couple of nests of bunnies, and she was a terrorist in protecting it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, these are the guys who are eating all this. Yeah, but they got to eat too, like Rufus said. Oh yeah. I got to eat too, and I'll, uh, and I'll have to tell her that she agrees with um, Linda, with uh, one of them Democrats, because that that'll make her uh, that'll make her eyes roll for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she she has to establish why she's growing the garden. Is it for the animals or oh, right? Is it for her? Um, you know, we we try to take a little bit to the interfaith food shuttle, but uh, you know, I, I guess that's that's good. Although um, we might choose a different set of uh, crops if it was only for the bunnies right. uh, the deer aren't a problem because we got a big chain link fence around the garden but all of that to say i won't take your time um i've got my plot planted for the fall broccoli and cabbage got a soil test pH is fine um the only recommendation was a, 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 a you know something like a 30 nitrogen fertilizer well i didn't have that so i incorporated some 10 10 10 but what would you recommend just putting around each little plant. I've got about 24 plants um, that would be a, a good fertilizer per plant. Well, the the nitrogen would be good for the for the cold crops. Um, the 10, 10, 10, of course, is we've got 10 percent nitrogen. But if you could, you know, if you could get some, um, you know, if you didn't have the 3300, um, the nitrate of soda would would work um, as well. So. You know, a, a, a nitrogen fertilizer would be good for a side dressing. Um, and just those. just incorporate it around uh, each. Yeah, plant. be careful. I don't know. I can't remember the exact recommendations for uh, 
for the coal crops. But uh, as far as per probably per hundred foot row, how how long are the rows? Um, well, uh, you know, uh, so our plots are um, five by ten. Mm-hmm. I've got two plots, so uh, basically uh, twenty by five. So I've I've put uh, about twelve plants in each of the two plots. So I got twenty four plants. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and with with nitrogen, it's it's better to put you know more often than too much at one time. So just you know just sort of do a light application of the nitrogen. That sounds um, great. Thank you. I, I won't do it this morning because I'm sitting here in the driveway in the rain. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, and there's <laughs> the best time to fertilize. There's Hallelujah. thunder and lightning out there because we've lost yeah, uh, lost our cable and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Things well, like and that. I'm a tall boy, so I don't. I'm not crazy about standing out in the open fields when lightning no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that uh, on a regular basis anyway well thank you guys so much appreciate the program and uh, we'll keep calling in periodically with uh community garden questions as well all right skip thank you bye now bye yeah steve is in garner hey steve (laughs) hey guys you go getting a little rain and uh is it raining uh there pretty hard for a while it's kind of let up a little bit now but it's uh it's much needed so i'm not going to complain about it no it is yep i got two good reports this week that my pacemaker was working like it's supposed to and that uh everybody is extremely proud of uh, my recovery numbers so I'm on the mend. Well, you looked sure. great the last time you came. Yeah. And, and by the way, thank you and Mary for those wonderful daylilies. I, I put them both in the ground immediately. Yep. Uh, well, they're the same flower, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just enjoy that clump. Uh, it was a healthy uh, rootstock, so you should Oh, absolutely. Well, you very kind, very absolutely. thoughtful. Well, you made a comment to me. <laughs> Mary, we showed you the slideshow, and you said, wow, I really like that one. And so we came home, and she decided she wanted to give you a That's really nice. That is nice. That's the way life ought to be. That's the way people should be. Yep. Giving. We we like to share. Givers rather than takers. Yep. Yeah. And we're enjoying this uh, cool weather right now, too. It's supposed to get cooler next next week at some point. I think we're going to have a couple of 90-degree days, but then then we get a good – system comes through here and it doesn't look like that lee is going to bother us that much unless you like swimming in the ocean i, I we're going up to lake lure next week so oh okay yeah that's a pretty place yeah we, we hope so anyway yeah and uh we're going to enjoy that it's the first trip we've taken in about a year and a half oh yeah well that's a nice place to go yeah so uh, we're looking forward to it yes indeed yeah, a little mini vacation. Yes, sir. Did what you ever that? see the movie Dirty Dancing? We went up there <clears throat> for the 50th anniversary uh, about 10 years ago. Yeah. And spent the night up there and, and went up and enjoyed the show that they put on. And uh, the whole weekend was geared around that. We won a, won a, uh, a mug. <laughs> Very good. A, a dirty dancing mug, and uh, it was really neat to watch the dancers uh, do their thing in the parking lot up there at uh, Chimney Rock. Yeah. 
Well, I one time I when I was at Carolina, Steve, I had a roommate named Danny Edwards who was from Tryon. I went home with him one weekend, and we decided to go up to the old pavilion where the movie was made. And we went there, and it was I remember it as though it were yesterday, and saw the whole thing. Of course, it, it's not not there anymore, but they do a replica. But I have remembered very very distinctly. That beautiful arcade up there where people are out there dancing, just having a good time. Yeah. Yep. We had a really good time. And that was the same weekend we found a uh, a rocking chair made by the Amish. We were driving on the on one of those real snaky roads get, trying to get to Lake Lure and passed this roadside stand that had chairs out there in front of it. And it's that it's that uh, grapevine, uh, yeah, and oak. And well, they're really made out of laurel. Okay, <laughs> I it, it is a really it was it, it caught our attention so much that we had to turn around and go back to the little stand, and we ended up buying a chair. Wow. So we've enjoyed that chair over the last. I year. bet so. Well, I just wanted to check in with you guys and let you know we're we're getting some rain finally. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And I really miss I I have really missed getting out in the garden and it's just been too hot. It has uh, for everybody. I, uh, yeah. God bless the farmers because yeah. they have to. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out there again. All righty, Steve. You take it easy now. All right, you guys. I love you guys, and you have a good show. Oh, uh, thank you. All right, uh, Herb is with us in Durham. Herb, <clears throat> excuse me, Herb, how you doing today, my friend? Absolutely fantastic. Good morning, Mike, Rufus, and I believe Johnny. Hope you all are well. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sorry well, you aren't up here to enjoy some of this this uh, pawpaw that we're, uh, oh well, God. I haven't eaten yeah. any yet, but Rufus has been. Rufus, what Wonderful. are your impressions? Isn't it good? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, well, looks good. I have a couple things. Uh, one, oh, yeah, by the way, Mike, I sent you an email. Because my Cleome seeds that I brought back from the palace uh, actually blooming. So uh, we'll see how that seed saver thing goes. Yeah, our uh, internet and cable and everything else is down. We've got power here, but uh, I, I, I see your, your email, but I can't get into it for some reason. No so, problem. Yeah, I'll look at it when I get out of here or when things come back on. <laughs> Good. I have everything in containers from my orange trees to roses, everything. My recommendation, Rufus, because I'm a container gardener, is think about maybe miniature roses. Uh, They're pretty easy to take care of. And actually, uh, I set one of them in the ground, and it it gets about three feet, blooms great. But uh, I'm... I'm very impressed with miniature roses in containers these days. So yes. that might be an option well, for I've you. I've done that before. Herb and and they come in all different yeah. colors, too. I uh, have yellow and orange and red. Have uh, you noticed so, that about anything that says miniature, if you put it in good soil, uh, I, I ordered one time a miniature crepe myrtle. That thing is now about 50 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I just want to uh, make that recommendation and hope you all have a great weekend. Well, Herb, do you, do you have them close to your house? 
So uh, close to a source of water so you don't have to carry buckets of water back and forth to water your potted plants? Rufus, funny you should mention that. I was just thinking this past week that I'm getting old. I'm getting old, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to be carrying buckets. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. It is. I could hook up the water hose, but I, I, I guess I'm old and I have a water barrel, and so I try to avoid using the hose. I've never watered myself with uh, hoses in the last couple of years, but I may have to get there. So uh, it's a problem. Finally, Rufus, I am pull- speaking of rain, I am pulling out my rain gear right now. Yeah. Oh, are you going to the, uh, to the game tonight? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'll be be there. Well, you know, Herb, I had four brothers who went to Appalachian uh, University, Appalachian State Teachers College. And when I was a boy growing up, I remember one time I had three brothers on on Appalachian football team at one time. And the announcer would say, Edmiston tackles. Edmiston gets tackles. Edmiston receives pass. Edmiston this and that. And it was such a, uh, and we had a, a coach named Coach Duggar, D U G D U G G E R. And at one time, Kid Brewer, yeah, absolutely, the infamous Kid Brewer, right, Highway had, Commissioner, had been the coach there, and the, who uh, at that time owned Howard's Knob. So I, I have, and of course, I'm a Carolina grad, yeah. and I'm going to have a little bit of mixed emotions today. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, I'm for the team that wins. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we, we will be rooting for the best team. Maybe you can sneak Herb into the chancellor's box, Rufus. <laughs> I might want to be where Herb is. Herb's probably got a better one than I got. <laughs> I don't know. He said he was taking his rain gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've been in the privileged boxes. So take care now. Be blessed. Oh, take care, take Herb. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe chancellor's box – is I, that is that outside of the press well, box? I, I, uh, the last time I was there, it was uh, the the part where you get all the goodies to eat and drink. Well, I know that. It's covered. It's and covered. then you walk to get out to your seats, and there's no reason why you can't stand in the in the reception area, yeah, and not weather the uh, uh-huh. the elements, the foibles of the <laughs> elements. Yeah. Well, how about that, Rob Conant, who is uh, does the morning show here, is the new PA announcer. Oh, my. For Keenan Stadium. So yeah. you'll hear him. Maybe he'll let you come in, come into uh, the press box. Yeah, now that would be fun. Of course, that's uh, you, you got to have all kinds of credentials for that. But I bet you could. could uh, what if I could badge my way in there? You mean with a, with a, poli- a, with a, a attorney a, general's badge? attorney general badge, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd probably be like the Three Stooges. I quote them again. Press press pull (laughs) they're showing bad they're showing these little uh things but i want you to know i don't impersonate an officer anymore no no because it says it says attorney general honorary yeah so i'm not impersonating an officer Uh of course somebody said one time when i was uh somebody got up one night trying to impersonate me as attorney general and the fellow said he did a better job than you did (laughs) (laughs) more authentic than you goodness gracious Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. It's eight fifty three. 
you're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, we're we're back here for a few. Boy, we've we've already gone through. I, I talk about it every week how quickly this program goes so for us. We've already gone through an hour. Right along. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Hopefully you won't have uh, have to drive back in the rain, Johnny. To, I won't mind it a bit. If have, yeah, if, if, as long as it's still raining when I get home. To Creedmore, right. yeah. I don't have a problem. It is, it is All animals that on your place will enjoy it, too, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Pastures are in uh, in pretty yeah. pretty dire straits right now. We, what are you growing? Uh, <laughs> weeds. B- what's that? <laughs> Horse nose. Johnson mainly. grass. I <laughs> uh, don't have a lot of Johnson grass. I shouldn't say that, but uh, that's good. Horse horse nettle is the the bane of my existence. It's uh, we 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 have, mm. we're we're trying to prepare a, a spray program for it this this fall uh, or late summer, and because it's a good good time to spray for horse nettle. And but it looks so bad now. Oh, if that's I mean, what what I, what I call horse uh, bull nettle, is a little blue bloom on the top. No, that's uh It's it's got no, leaves this, leaves sort of like an oak leaf, foot tall, bloom on the top. No, that's thistle. That. That's thistle. Yeah, no, oh. it's not thistle, but anyway, we got a nice lady named Nancy Poole who watch, who listens to the garden show and saw her at a drugstore the other day. Uh-huh. And thank you, Nancy. Nancy Poole. Nancy Poole, good morning to you and thank you for listening. Thanks for being part of our family and maybe you can uh, come out and and help Johnny with his horse nettle. <laughs> Give him some yeah, advice. Yeah. I don't know. And we, sure we decided if it doesn't rain some, then we're not even going to spray because uh, Mother Nature is taking care of the horse nettle. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's very, very true. Uh, well, we'll talk about horse nettle and, and uh, whatnot coming up after <laughs> the news here on WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener, getting close to our 39th anniversary, uh, which will be – the 100th anniversary for the uh, station radio station WPTF. Actually, counting the Tar Heel Gardener, it would be the 79th anniversary of the show, and we mm-hmm. really should count that because we just, you know, a couple hours, you know, two hours and 45 minutes longer. We'll be back. <laughs> 